0: Welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. My name is Phil Franks.
1: And I'm Krista Franks. We're your hosts, co-founders of Allen Key, lifestyle designers, entrepreneurs, authors, and parents.
0: Each week, we bring you real conversations and stories and in-depth interviews with inspirational people. We share meaningful strategies so that you can create and live your version of success starting now.
1: This podcast is all about lifestyle design. It's about unlocking you. Grateful you're here and eager to share the keys to the full life that awaits. Let's go, friend. Hi.
0: Hello.
1: Um, A topic I want to dive into today, and I kind of want to go deep fast. Um, And I want it to be, it's going to be fun because it's a topic we both love, and it's a topic that's really applicable to our lifestyle. And in an umbrella statement, we're really thinking about constructs, being aware of the constructs and the things that have we've def- defined us from society or the things that we've absorbed in our cultures. Um, as you had said, like the, the normal way of being and what people expect of you and what we have done in many different aspects of our lives is unravel from a lot of those constructs. I think one of the most prominent constructs that you and I have unraveled from and done so in a really unique way, not only just unraveling from it, but reapplying our new definitions is gender and then gender roles in life. So I think where I want to start with this is when did you identify the fact that you may not fit into the normal constructs of being a quote unquote man?
0: Wow. Big question. (laughs) Um, And I like, I liked your velocity coming into this. So I'll keep the pace. Um, Youth. You know, I was, I was an athlete growing up and I excelled in, in a few sports, basketball and baseball primarily. And I also was very creative and I was um, empathetic and I had a lot of emotion and feeling um, and I didn't do a lot of the quote unquote man things. Right. And that was really early, early on in my life where I felt that dissonance and and really with the social of the social part of it, which was like, you know, in high school where we come from that branded era of, you know, you wore a logo and that to kind of define you in the very immature and unknowing world of high school. Um, and I crossed those boundaries, you know, I crossed the boundaries of like who I hung out with and who I attributed myself with and who was friends and who I could converse with and, and things like that. And it, it was really because like, that was a construct that I wasn't willing to, to abide by. And that was like, you're a jock. So you hang out with cheerleaders and you hang out with football players and baseball players and, you don't talk to the geeks or the nerds and that doesn't really exist in real life. But obviously again, in amateur high school um, world where, you know, you're figuring out these social normities like that exists, unfortunately. And so I didn't attribute to that. And so I was breaking contracts like really early on. Um, I think the next one for me is like relationship, right? Like I've, I'm maybe an anomaly of a man. Like I've had very few like intimate relationships. I have, had very long term relationships. I'm a committer. I'm loyal. Um, and that comes from a lot of like my past, I think, and a lot of the introspective work that I've done on myself um, in my life and of the experiences I've had and, and how I like to treat my partners in life. You know, I don't, I don't, I, there's a, there's maybe some like, um, toxic masculinity, male constructs that exist around like how a husband is in a relationship with his wife and what he gets away with quote unquote, or does. Um, and that could be a whole different conversation. Um, and then more recently it's, it's the, uh, who I am coming out of a, um, a higher profile career where I was a founder and a partner in a business that was Growing and there was employees and tens of millions of dollars and all these things that kind of defined a career for a man, um, switched. And I am now in, involved in a lifestyle business with my wife and very present with my children. And then that's the last one that really comes to mind for me is the, um, the type of father construct that, um, I think this whole generation is evolving out of. And we are much more. I say we like collectively, males and females, um, are more present and more like engaged, and um, are are choosing different paths, you know, than um, our parents did or their parents did, um, in terms of like the type of parent that I am and the role that I hold as the man in the relationship. So
1: it's been interesting as your partner because early on in our relationship, when I found out that you like to shop more than me, that you like to scrapbook, that you and I don't, that you liked art and I, I I don't, and you liked The Bachelor and would watch The Bachelor and you loved interior design and you loved watching Glee. Like I'd never even watched Glee before I met you. So all of these things that I associated with very feminine, you were doing. Now, I come from a very small hometown where we always say that when you were coming to St. Mary's for the first time, I'm laughing and smiling because I was like, hey, you need to put on a flannel shirt, some some jeans, and some what we call shit kickers. And he's like, what? you You didn't know what I meant by that? I was like, no, some dirty boots that you've worked in. And you were like, "No, I, I will wear what I feel good in and that I'm and then I'm gonna go dance with your grandma on the on the dance floor, and you were the only guy out there. So you have done a lot of things in my experience of you early on in our relationship that were different than what I expected from you know the male quote unquote gender. You had a lot of things that I would associate with more of a feminine energy. And so as our relationship has evolved, it's become, it's been very cool to watch you really detach, like not even accept those, those, uh, more normal constructs, but that you've really stayed away from them. And I think it's become very prominent in our lifestyle as parents, the, as an example, many times I've gotten asked, well, how much do you have to do for Phil before you leave? Or like if he's watching the kids, like how do you, do you make the food for them or do you pack their clothes or do you get them ready? And then he's hanging out with them on the days where you're working. And that's not the case because you've just, well, one, I think that we, as a society, we have these expectations of what a mother does and what a father does. And we really break those things down in our family. Before we even have kids, we said, we're going to do this co-parenting thing together, which means we're going to be very equal partners and be very present with our children and all the steps of the process. So you were involved in all the doctor's appointments. You took on half of the workload of taking care of Oren early on and now Oren and Paxton. You were taking the way that we've designed our lifestyles that you take half of the days during the week where you're with the kids. And then I take half the days during the week with the kids. And we have a family care partner who comes in one day to support us both But on those days, like you're free reign and you always have been. So that meant when it came to infant feeding, you did that. Like when it came to taking care of all of their needs, like you did that on those days. And I did it on the days that I did it. And we really did and have had this very shared parenting perspective. And for me, from my perspective as your partner, it isn't something that I see happening all over the place or that I... I grew up knowing, but I mean, I I do have to say that my dad was a very, cult, like he was an equal partner parent. And in, in terms of, I always saw him cleaning. I always saw he was taking care of us because my mom was very, like, she was very busy during tax seasons. And we had so much going on that he was an equal partner um, and equal parent. So I learned a lot from him, but you took it to the next level. And I know that it gets you a little bit frustrated when this topic comes up specifically about fatherhood. Because you're frustrated about the constructs that do exist, but also are proud of the way that you do father and that you have defined it for yourself.
0: Totally, and I think it's, it's it is unfortunate that um, these exist, um, but it's also like um, just like it's like any other thing, right? Any other thing that exists that is a construct is slowly you know, there's, there's a new generation or a new group of people or a collective that breaks it down and redefines it. And, um, this is one of many, 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 in the world, right? We're choosing to focus on this one because it's very relevant to our lifestyle and things like that. Um, but I don't, I, I, I can't take all the credit in this case too, because I think there's also some gender normities that as a female that you've also showcase that is not prevalent. And so, for example, like there are many, you know, acquaintances or friends or even family members in our lives that employ a different approach as a mother, which includes not distributing trust to their partner to be able to take the reins and stuff like this, to be able to have a swing at, you know, changing a diaper, feeding bottles, you know, taking them places, making sure that they have or don't have things that they need when they're out and about. And you've never imposed that um, more gender norm thing on me where it is it, where you've kind of held tight. Like, well, this is the mom's role. This is my role. Like I should be doing this. And it it does it speaks lesser of me because I'm not doing that. And I think that's the, the crux of this whole conversation is that we had a conversation with someone on a podcast today. We were guests on it. And she used the term or she asked the questions. She said, I'm sure you have a lot of, clients that you deal with that use the term broken, they come to you and they say like, I feel like I'm just broken. And I, I said, no, I, we do. We have a lot of people that come and say like the, something along those lines. But my belief is that broken is just you thinking that you have to be a construct that like it, by broken, by definition, means it has to be a certain way or built a certain way or work a certain way. And by you not aligning with that or doing it or executing like that, living like that, you feel dissonance with the should. And so I don't believe in that. I believe that that broken feeling is you just yearning to figure out more about yourself and who you're going to be. And the beginning of that construct shattering mindset of saying, I can be, in the case we're talking about, a father who dresses himself and appreciates fashion and loves interiors and buys majority of the clothes for his children and, his wife. and buys for his wife <laughs> and things like that, right? Like I'm okay with all of these things that are a little bit more atypical because I enjoy breaking these constructs and creating them because it feels more authentic. It feels more me, but you've had to have some too that I'm really curious about from a female's perspective as you've entered a lot of different things as a co-founder of a company, becoming a mother. I mean, doing um, birth the way that you had intuitively chosen to do it. All these things I'm giving you just kind of hooks to jump off of, but I want to hear yours too.
1: Yeah. And before I dive into that, and maybe as I dive into that, your reflection of, they're just labels. They are just like these even gender and I'm so glad as a society, we are breaking these things down now and not making them so black and white because they're not. Every single person, and we have this in in our, in our work, is this unique piece of art. And we get to decide who we are and you are. That dissonance, that what you said about that dissonance when you, you feel that with the label, not necessarily with who you are inherently. It's just that we get to make a choice. Do I subscribe to everything in that label or the way the society defines that label? Or do I want to define myself for myself? And I'm just Krista. Right, and and I also find that difficult when you say when someone says who are you or describe yourself, and many people say like I'm Krista Franks, I'm the co-owner of, and they go right to what they do. I've really played played with this. I'm like, am I a woman first? No. Am I a, am I a mom first? I don't know. No, I'm Krista. I mean, I feel like that's that's my label. That's who I am, and then that describes this whole this unique piece of art, and then I get to define and describe what that is within it, and it's ever evolving. It's never this black and white. And so I think that's the description that we have a a difference between. And so for me, I've had, you're right. I've had a lot of those. And when it comes specifically to the, the more gender based descriptors, mother, woman, even like entrepreneur at times, like those things have, I've had to untangle from all of those as they've arrived in my life. And I grew up with a very, um, like a, my mom was superwoman, quite frankly. And like I said earlier, she and my dad have this really incredible partnership where they were, they lived a lot like we did when they were younger and they, they did life so equally. And my mom has taken on a lot more of the operational roles, um, more, I think because of her character and her personality. And she's really good at like, me, like she has a great memory. She has very, she's very good at logistics, but she was, like always the one who was dominant, like she was very a dominant force, both in the home and in her work. And I never, and I said this one in my, my mid twenties, I never knew there was a difference. I never knew there was a gender problem until I came to Columbus. And I started hearing all these stories about inequality because where I grew up, it was either, it felt equal or the women were in charge in, in a lot of components of life. And so to me, I thought like being a woman was very powerful and didn't feel that until I kind of then got into this other society. And I was like, oh, there is a, a, a more global problem here that I didn't know existed. um, And so I think that's where I started to really be like, well, what does this mean for me? And really started to try to understand like what is womanhood? Because I grew up one way And now I'm seeing that it's also very different for a lot of other people. Okay, this is interesting, and I really started to unravel from that. But I think when I also was looking for a partner, I wanted someone who was going to be that equal partner because I don't want to do motherhood by myself. I don't want to have to do all the things. Frankly, I love telling the story that I will often get a package in the mail and it's because you picked out a pair of pants that you thought I might like, or you picked out something that like my, and I tell my friends, I'm like, Phil basically dresses me. And it's just like a silly, funny component of our, of our partnership. But the fact that we do have that equality and that we've also redefined what those parameters are for us um, has been really valuable to me because I also do want to be a, a businesswoman, but I also don't want to be this like, I, I'm not, and I've defined this for myself like, I'm not your standard or what society determines as this entrepreneur, like, go, 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 always focused on the financial return and the growth and the business and all that stuff. That's not how my brain works. But we have a very good connection in that. Now, so I've gone through this whole evolution also of kind of removing constructs and, and getting rid of them. And I think when it comes to gender, too, I think we've talked a lot about just energy, that we both have a good that it comes down to like you have a swirl of feminine and masculine energy and we all have different proportions of it. And so I think that like in our lifestyle we've really been able to identify where we want to flex both of those things. So for instance like when we have at a, as a partnership you have tasks and for for us like there are certain tasks that I take on because it aligns better with my energy and and i'm talking specifically and i'm i'm saying that there are like masculine more masculine energetic tasks more feminine energetic tasks not necessarily gender just like the type of energy so i hope that makes sense um but traditionally speaking the mom is always going to go buy the shoes for the start of school i didn't touch it i didn't even think about it i said oh we need to buy shoes for orin and phil's going to do that and that's tra- traditionally more of A female role and maybe more of a a more feminine like gonna go I mean I I associate I'm tiptoeing around it because it feels silly to say it um but but I hope every I maybe I I don't know I'll let you talk now
0: I think what you're touching on is where I want to take this next because I, I think it gets to the idea of the breakdown like I want to talk about the breakdown I want to talk about the breakdown of of a construct even the gender construct because um, it really does come down to there's that box, that umbrella that has consumed those normities, right? Like the female is the shopper. The female gets the boys or the girls or the kids ready for their school year. The dad is the provider. He brings home the majority of the money in the family, right? And that's, that construct has certainly been shifting. Um But all of these things that live at a very high level are just the collective thoughts on what something is. But when you really break it down and when you can begin to break down the construct, it's when you get into what you were touching on. Like who is better suited for the outcome, right? Like who is better suited and how does that align with that person's innateness? Like their innate skills, their passions, their desires. Like I love shopping for shoes, whether it's for me or for my sons. And I hate it. And you hate it. Right, So that's a very simple thing for us to say, well, that's going to be a dad thing, a me thing, a Phil thing, not even a dad thing, a Phil thing. I'm going to do that because I love that. I, I have skills for it. And I, I would do this anyway. Right, So I think when you start to think about those those umbrella things that create a norm – that create who you are as a dad, a mom, a entrepreneur. I love what you said about entrepreneur. Like we're definitely not traditional entrepreneurs. When you think entrepreneur, you think sixty hour work week, seventy hour work week, sleepless nights, like hustle, hustle, grind, grind. Like that's not how we do business. That's not how we do growth. That's not what we do. Like we've we've put our family and our time at the forefront and nothing catalyzes anything else. Right. That's very intentional. But I still am an entrepreneur, and so are you. But that the way in which we wear that or associate with that is different. And that goes again, back to what I just said, like, because we've understood and value our, our values, we then go to that task level or that logistic level and say, how do these things then manifest in life? How do they, how do they get the outcome that we want? Right. And I think if you, I think if you're just donning the badge of, of, of a label or a construct, you're likely going to feel some distance whether you attribute uh, attribute with it 80% of the time, 90% of the time or not, there's still going to be 5% of the time, 10% of the time where you're like, "ugh, like I don't really like that aspect of it." Right? And that's where the that's where that like breakdown begins where it's like, "Okay, I want to actually make this fit who I am."
1: Okay. So thank you for bringing that back around. I have a sigh of relief in that because I, I could feel myself not being able to connect that dot. And I feel like you did a very nice job of it. And that, I think that part about looking at your life together or just your life individually and saying, okay, am I, am I potentially just like absorbing a construct in any, whether it's a gender or a parent or a a role-based construct Am I absorbing of that and saying, oh, I should do this because this is what I'm supposed to do as a mother? Or am I really looking at, okay, I'm Krista and inherently I don't like that task and that really drains me. And over time, it's going to really drain me. Let me look at if it's something that my partner might enjoy, or maybe a friend might enjoy, or maybe a a colleague might enjoy instead of just saying, well, I'm this role or I'm this thing. And so I should do that task but it doesn't always have to be that way it's more about identifying who you inherently are what you inherently enjoy what gives you that inherent energy and in going from there and not necessarily just what that label has been smacked on and said you should do
0: totally a good good wrap up there and i think i think one of the things i want to touch on too is like we're focusing a lot on gender but we talk about this topic a lot with other things too i mean, there this could go on for a long time when you think about like what's been breaking down. But I talked on a podcast the other day with a friend of mine about credentials, which we might talk about in a separate episode, but really even that in itself is a construct, right? Like the question was, you know, what qualifies you to do the work that you're doing today? Because our, our label is that like you need credentials. Like you need to be a psychologist or you need to go to school and get this degree or that degree to be able to do something. And that's a construct. It's a construct. It doesn't exist. Sometimes
1: necessary.
0: There are certain industries and certain practices and professions that still will require that. I don't disagree with that. But a construct of thinking and a label is that I can't, or even a barrier, that I can't do these things unless I have this. Like it's a construct that you can shatter and a label that you can shatter. And it exists across the board and a lot of different things. That's one example. But I wanted to kind of touch on like there are many facets to this outside of gender.
1: Yeah. And I definitely think we should talk about credentials as, uh, the next conversation. This one was really interesting to me because it's come up a lot and it's kind of core to our lifestyle design uh, about breaking those gender norms and uh, reapplying our, our definitions to our lifestyle to help us navigate tasks and outcomes and that sort of thing. So thank you for the conversation on the topic, um, for navigating that with me and yeah i'm definitely excited to dive into credentials next
0: thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you on the next episode talk soon thank you for joining us this week on another episode of the unlock podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in today's episode and access more lifestyle design opportunities you can visit owlandkey.co to learn more. Did you love this episode of the Unlock Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's super appreciated and helps us continue to bring meaningful conversations and content to you every week. You can also find us on Instagram at owl underscore and underscore key on Facebook and on YouTube. We'd love to connect with you, so drop us a line at hello at owlandkey.co to share your thoughts on the show, topics you'd like us to cover and recommend inspirational people you feel we should bring onto the show. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Unlocked. Talk soon, my friends.